0: Welcome back to another episode of the Bad Teacher Podcast. Like always, I'm Stephanie. I'm your host. Thanks for coming to hang back out with me. I'm sorry I haven't been around for a few weeks. I've been working on a special project, which I'm going to talk about. I hope everyone's had really good past few weeks and hasn't been too crazy in your classroom for you. Um, I have been working, like I said, on a project. I decided that I wanted to start my own small business. Um, I went through all of the steps to get it verified and set up and legit. Um, I have a website for it, which I'll tell you in a minute. Basically, it's a place for teachers. They can come, and there's going to be an advice section. Also, there's teacher stories on there, too. Um, I also have a link to the podcast on the website, so people who are shopping or who are coming to the blog can come and check out the podcast too. So also I hand make t-shirts for teachers and I'm going to start making other apparel and other fun things too. Um, the business is a baby right now, so it's just starting. I'm still like getting used to everything and figuring out how things work. Um, it's called class dismissed. I don't know if I said that yet, but if you want to check it out, the website's called theclassdismissed.com. So then, my Instagram is also at theclassdismissed. Um, so yeah, check those out. Um, it's fun stuff, and I really hope, and I really hope it's it's going well so far. So I really hope that it continues to go well, and that teachers are interested in it. I actually went to a health and wellness fair this past week and it was basically for teachers and I was there and I got lots of compliments on my things and it it just felt really good. So I'm really excited about that. Um, In another note, this episode today is, it might be a little long, I'm not sure, but it's all about my experience at the last school that I taught at, which was kind of like my last straw, it was what made me end up quitting teaching. Before I get into it, I just want to say, like, before I quit, in my previous schools, I've had, I had thoughts of quitting teaching before. I wasn't 100% there. Basically, I left my job in another county um, to be with my daughter in her county, which was, is our home county. So, I interviewed, I ended up interviewing all summer long and I ended up, I was finally offered a job in August. So I was really excited. I would be teaching fourth grade at a school where it seemed like everyone was really supportive. My classroom, along with all the other fourth grade teachers, it was going to be in a trailer outside of the school, which I I was like, that's different. I have never done that before, but I know teachers who have, but I wasn't letting that like sway me in any way i was ready to commit to that and be down with that so all of the fourth grade teachers in the school we were all new to the school brand new teachers to the school Um, two of us were experienced and the other two teachers they were brand new teachers they had never taught before except for doing their student teaching and um substitute teaching so we were in trailers outside of the school and Two of the trailers were, now, first, the school was huge, so on the opposite side of the school, there were two trailers for the fourth grade teachers, and on the other side of the, the school, there were two other trailers for myself and for another fourth grade teacher. So, still, wasn't letting that affect me in any way. I was positive. I was ready to go, and um, the like I said, the problem with the school, well, <laughs> not, the prob- not the only problem, but... One of the problems with the school was that it was so huge. So getting my class from one point to another took about 10 to 15 minutes, which cut into instruct- it cut into instruction time drastically. Anyway, so I was really excited. I began working in my room like right away. Like <laughs> the week after I was hired, I came in and started working. I spent about 300 to $400 on things that I would need for my classroom. Uh, I worked in there constantly, um, took my daughter with me, like, anytime I didn't have her, I was there. I really wanted to get it set up, but the thing was, is, like, it. I was having fun with it. That was one of my favorite things about teaching, was that a couple weeks before school starts, you go back in, and you get to set up your classroom. Yeah, so, like, I was having fun in there. So, fast forward a little bit, um, a few weeks, teachers are on duty now. So, At this point, um, there was like a new teacher orientation for a whole week. Uh, I don't know if it was for a whole, I think, I don't remember. It was a couple days or three days. I don't remember, but it was at a high school and all of the new teachers hired to the county had to go and all of the workshops that we kind of had to do. I had already been through a lot of this before, um, most of the stuff that I took away from it was just kind of like the county expectations and observation expectations and things like that. Um, So I didn't really, it it wasn't super beneficial to me, but I did get to meet some of the other new teachers who would be at the school. There were a lot of them. There were like 20, but everyone seemed really nice and I was really excited. So uh, like the following week, we had, it was teachers back to work week. So everyone in the county had to go back. Um, So everyone in the county was kind of stationed at their school. I got to meet the rest of the staff in the school. And before I had started, it turned out that I had known, I knew three teachers already from previous work and from Towson, which was my university, and then um, a friend of a friend. So I knew three teachers already. So I was like super pumped. I was ready. And, um, the one teacher who I used to work with, we were talking on messenger and she told me that the kids are rough and tough, uh, but that she loved it there and everything like that. And I was just like, okay, like that's, I've always dealt with that. I can handle it. So during teach week, obviously there's no kids. I don't know why I call it teach week. That's what we called it in my internship, but teachers back to school week. That's what it is. Um, I spent the week with the staff, getting to know them and the school. and every seemed li- Everyone seemed like really great and tight and supportive. My team was awesome. I loved them. I was really genuinely looking forward to being there. My mom even commented on how happy and positive I seemed. And by the end of that week, like it was a really good week. I was super positive, super pumped. And by the end of that week, I remember feeling still happy and excited. But that Friday at the end of the day, I had a breakdown, and I have no idea why still, but I think that it was just all of the expectations and the newness. It just got to me, and I was overwhelmed. So at one point, I ended up going into the bathroom, and I was crying. I was really confused why this was happening to me after a week of positivity, and I think that, like, it all just caught up with me. Not only was I new to the county, but it was also a new grade level new co-workers, a new way of doing things. Part of the problem that really got to me, I think, that last day was that the county didn't have a lot of the new employees in the system yet. So employees were still being processed. And so I guess since I was hired in August, they still hadn't processed me. And I don't know why my stuff, like a lot of my stuff wasn't ready yet. So I couldn't log in to like anything except for the laptop they gave me. But at that point, it's kind of like, what can you do with a, a work laptop? You can't log into anything. So I couldn't access the curriculum. I had no email. Meanwhile, literally everything we were doing in this back to school training as a staff was on the computer and online, which I couldn't get to. So school was starting in a few days. And at this point, I had no idea what I was teaching. I mean, I had my back-to-school activities prepared like I normally would do, but curriculum, like I really wanted to see it to prepare myself, and I couldn't. Eventually, (laughs) on the last, on the day before school started, I ended up having access to everything that I needed. It made it really hard to just like plan and get things ready, but I ended up making it work. I wasn't letting anything affect my vibe. So first day of school comes. I'm ready. I'm excited. I'm nervous. Like, you know, all the teacher feels The kids come in, they find their seats. This first day of school is literally, it was like any I'd ever experienced in my eight years of being a classroom teacher. Normally, the students are in kind of like a honeymoon phase. They're mostly quiet. They follow directions. They're attentive. Not all, but the majority. Usually they're quiet in the halls. They're not really talking out of turn yet, and they're not really like being their silly goofy selves yet. But so that was like completely the opposite of what I, ex- what I experienced at this school. The kids came in, they took their seat, but eventually they were like up and walking around the room, looking at other students' desks, complaining about who was around them. Half the students were yelling, saying that they couldn't sit next to so-and-so or be around the kid who was next to them. So it turned into verbal fighting amongst half of them. So I have kids like verbally fighting each other, cursing. I was shocked and I remember just standing there watching this unfold thinking, why is this happening right now? (laughs) Then a student walks in who I was previously warned about. Um, She had in past grades um, assaulted other teachers. There was constantly fighting and she was causing extreme issues in the classroom. The previous school year, she had gone through, I think it was three teachers before the end of the year. She finally ended up having to stay with one. So I welcomed her in. She refused to enter. She was with another teacher. Uh, I think it was the counselor, actually. She was with the counselor. And the counselor was trying to coax her into the room. Meanwhile, my class is nuts. But I'm determined, still staying positive. The, students fi- or the student finally comes in. I finally get the class settled. This took forever. Also, that morning, I couldn't access the announcements. Like, that didn't work. Sorry for the sirens, if you can hear them. So anyway, there was just all these, like, technical difficulties, and just the class was insane, but I ended up being able to start with some back-to-school icebreaker of some sort, and things, things are going okay. I'm like, all right, I got this. We're, we're in the groove. Like, the kids had unpacked. We're doing this activity. We're getting through the day, but then the class kind of starts acting wild, and we weren't really able to get through the activity, which I was like, Okay. We'll, we'll fix it. It'll, we'll make it work. I was still positive. Um, but I remember that day, just like walking the class to their special and to their lunch and that first week. And it was just utter chaos, which I know that it can be sometimes, but usually that first day, first few days of school, it's not like that. The kids are listening and it, it's just like, it wasn't like anything that I had ever experienced. And the thing is, is, like, it wasn't only me. So many teachers talked about the chaos and how they were struggling and had never dealt with the issues we were facing here. And these are, like, the new teachers to the school. Also, some of the other teachers um, who had been there before, like, even were saying, like, yeah, the school's rough. Like, this is how it is. This is just how it is. So some of the issues that we faced at the school were, you know, physical fighting, the kids getting into fights, the kids putting their hands on the teachers. Um, The disrespect was like off the charts. There was tons of theft, which, I mean, it's not like they were stealing crazy huge things, but still people's personal property went missing. A lot of my personal property went missing. Things that I've had in my teaching career since the beginning were destroyed in this time frame that I was there. So that kind of goes along with, I was going to say, the destruction of property. Like, So a lot of things of mine were destroyed the kids were constantly running out of the classrooms like and um there was vandalism kids just like writing on the desks writing on the walls in the hallway and I mean I never want anyone to go through this but I was grateful that it wasn't just me and that there were other teachers there going through the same thing um but after a few weeks in things weren't getting any better I wasn't getting through any lessons because of the behaviors in my classroom the kids weren't learning they weren't turning in any work and I even made lessons revolve around like the topic of respect and expectations. I tried all of the strategies I had learned over the years, but nothing was really working. And behavior management was always one of my strong suits. Like I, it was something that, you know, with the upper grades I had to work on and, um, you know, adapt to them, but I never had a hard time. I taught fifth grade and it wasn't like that, and it was a Title I school also, just like this school was. Same behavior problems, except, I mean, at this school, they were way worse. But, um, yeah, nothing, nothing was working, and my teammates, they felt the same way. Many of the new teachers there were talking about how this was not what they expected and how they were shocked by the behaviors, and some were talking about how they – were upset because as a new teacher to the county, you have to stay with the school for three years before you can even go or transfer to another school. So some were talking about how they were going to try to request to, you know, leave the school after the first year just because of how rough it was there. And some were just talking about leaving the school altogether with just leaving teaching. On Tuesdays, we had grade level planning and the administration resource teachers and the schools like teacher, liaison person was there, um, the one who like kind of like supported the teachers. The meetings were like always so technical and oh, like I always felt like I left just being more confused than ever and just not prepared for what was expected and what was coming and it wasn't really planning. It was not helpful at all. The team that I was on, we were all confused about a lot of the aspects of the curriculum and the staff was so busy that They were consumed with behaviors, and there wasn't really lots of time to support us. So one of the school's other big problems was that there were no consequences. So the county had pushed for restorative practices and social-emotional learning to be in place for behavior issues along with conscious discipline, which are all great and effective, but there needs to be consequences in place as well, and you need to be doing the programs in full. People need to be trained on this, not just hour long sessions one time like it it doesn't work like you need to implement this with in different ways because it just wasn't working so even with all of these behavior problems and issues that were going on at the school the teachers weren't allowed to take away recess and it was kind of like my authority as a teacher was taken away because the kids knew that they could do pretty much anything and nothing would happen the kids would be constantly leaving the room that was one of the huge 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 problems in that school and as you remember if i said that i said if you remember i said before i was in a trailer and it was also right in front of a busy road the school didn't have any walkie-talkies for every teacher to have one so when we would call for help it would take a while for someone to come sometimes no one would come at all i mean sometimes people would come right away but most of the time it was like it took a little bit for someone to come I would have kids leaving my room and walking outside around the school. They would go into the building somehow and roam the halls and even try to walk home. It was really scary because my daughter's in school. Like, I would be petrified if she did something like that. And I don't know, I'd be petrified if any of these behavior problems were in her class, the way that they were in my class and in that school. Also, it's just scary because you're responsible for these kids and there's, you can't physically keep them in your classroom. Not that I would want to do that, but like they knew that they could do what they wanted. So they were just leaving. And that's just scary. Like no parent wants to know that their kid is just leaving the school building. So one time a student had cussed me out and left the room and went to another teacher's room. And this was like something that really pissed me off because later that evening, the teacher had posted on Twitter, It was something like, when a former student needs a break and helps your class with math problems, and then the picture that went along with that caption was a picture of the kid who had left my class and cussed me out, and he was helping kids in her class. So when he had come back to my class that day, he came back from her room with a cookie in his hand. The teacher knew what happened right away because I had told her, but he was still rewarded with a treat and with helping. It was things like that that happened all the time. So the kids kind of knew that they ran the place. So there was an incident where I had multiple students acting up and being really defiant. I was in the hallway and I was stopped by my AP because I looked like I was about to start crying. He stopped me and it had been a really rough morning. And I kind of told him, you know, I've never been so disrespected in my life by students. And it's just been really hard. And I'm struggling with just the behavior issues. I can't control my class. And um, he told me basically, well, we need to talk about this. And, um, you know, we'll think of some strategies to help you. But maybe your kids are acting this way because they don't feel respected by you. And I just looked at him and I was just like, what? That's never been said to me ever in my life. Like, I'm not disrespectful to them. I don't yell at them. I don't do anything that's disrespectful. So that was just kind of like an excuse I felt like. So that's kind of where I had my breaking point in a sense. But there were other events too that led up to that. So all of this is kind of going on constantly. I'm suffering emotionally. I'm depressed. I'm in a dark place. I started applying to other jobs beginning um, in the beginning of October. I just really, I really wanted to get out of there. I needed to get out of there for my mental health. I remember one day I was really sick and I like was walking through the hallways and just, I was so mentally and emotionally drained that like even breathing felt hard. Like it was, it was really, it was really bad. Like I thought that I was so sick that now I don't want to say that I was dying, but like I, I felt really, 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 really bad just, I was not good. I was not okay. My mom, who has always kind of been the type to tell you not to quit and keep doing something. She was really supportive of my decision to want to leave, which for her to be on board with that was like saying something like she could tell that this was not okay. So my plan was to get a job, get out of there as soon as possible. But then it was the end of October and it was a Friday and I was trying to teach a math lesson, and the day had been, like, a terrible day anyway, dealing with the behavior issues and the disrespect. I think we had dealt with a fire alarm being pulled for no reason. I mean, that happened all the time, too, just, like, the fire alarms going off and because kids were pulling them. And you would think, like, I don't know. It was just crazy. There, you would think, like, with all of these issues, there would be some kind of consequences, but there really weren't. So it was just a really bad day. I was trying to teach math and I ended up having to call for support because I just needed someone to come into my room so I could leave. This was the first time in all my years of teaching that I did that where I literally didn't care who came in my room. I was just like, I need to get out of this room and just breathe for a little bit because like I'm done. The behaviors were just insane at that point. So the assistant principal came in and... I went, which, okay, if the assistant principal comes into your room and you're having a meltdown, at least for me, I'd be, like, completely embarrassed, and <laughs> it's not, like, a good thing. Like, you don't really, I don't know. I know we're human, but, like, it's just something that, like, we avoid as teachers. Like, we don't want them to know that we're having a weak moment, I guess, um, but <laughs> I literally did not care. I didn't care who came in my room. I just needed to get out. I went into the school. I hid in the workroom. I stayed there for about 15 minutes, and then I went back, and when I got back, the class was still crazy, but the AP, like, you know, didn't think to stay to, like, help or crowd control or anything. She just kind of left, which I know she has other things to do, but, like, you couldn't even control my class anyway. Um, at that point, like, I tried to start teaching the lesson again, and this is, math was at the end of the day, so... At this point, like I'm teaching, they're just going nuts. And at this point, I had some students like mocking me. They were yelling at me and just all together out of control. That's, that was my ultimate breaking point. I don't know why, but because I've dealt with, you know, I've dealt with issues before. I've dealt with kids not liking me, but I had never been just treated this terribly. It was so bad. So I just broke and I was very calm about it, but I told the kids, I kind of just sat down and I looked at them and I just said, good luck with your new teacher. I said, you're, you're not going to do this anymore. You can't do this to me anymore. And maybe I shouldn't have said that. Maybe I shouldn't have said good luck with your new teacher on a Friday afternoon, but I don't feel bad about it. I never, I honestly never have felt bad about it since it happened. I I just no one deserves to be treated the way that I was treated and I know they're just kids but they were 9 10 years old they knew what they were doing and I know they had things going on in their home lives too but I chose to remove myself from that situation and I don't feel bad about it. I really hope that they're not treating their new teacher the way that they treated me and I just kind of hope that I affected them by saying that in some way like just so that they know don't treat people like that it's not okay. So that day I left school. I called my mom when I got in my car and I told her that I was done. Later that night, we once I knew like everyone was gone because I didn't want to come face to face with anyone, we came back up to the school and uh, it was my mom and my stepdad came with me and we packed up my room. I got my bookshelves that I bought, lots of other things that I bought. I took down anything with my name on it, anything to kind of remove any kind of like myself. I just wanted to remove myself completely from the classroom. I didn't leave the room bare or anything. I mean, important things were still there, but I didn't leave a lot of what I started with. And that might sound awful that I did that, but I was really angry. I was hurt and I was just done. The school had really taken so much out of me and I wasn't about to let them keep my things as petty as that sounds. So that night while I was in the classroom, I typed up a resignation email. And I sent it to the administration and yeah, so I'm going to read the email that I sent just because I think it shows just like what kind of place that I was in at the time and like what my mindset was. So I'm reading this off of my phone, which is a picture that I took of the email, um, not a screenshot. So it's a little bit blurry, not blurry. It's just not a good picture, but all right. So this is what I said. Good evening. Good evening. First, I want to thank you for being nothing but kind and welcoming to me as a first-year teacher in your school. The staff here is wonderful and very caring. However, I do not believe that I am strong enough to continue being here. I am so sorry to do this, but I am not going to be returning to school. These past couple of months have been a whirlwind, and I am going into survival mode being here. I have never been in a work environment that makes me feel as though I am, an, uh, I am unsafe and like I am in an, uh, and like I am in an abusive relationship. I have never been disrespected by students the way that I have been here. My students make fun of me, call me names, have physically hurt me. I've had personal belongings stolen and destroyed. There are no consequences. I can't teach because they will not allow me to, and they're not achieving. It's very disheartening. I've been pushed to my breaking point, and I cannot do this anymore. I need to look out for myself, and I need to do this so that I can be a good mother to my daughter. I have left a list on my table regarding where we are, or where the class is in the curriculum. And then I also told them um, where I put my school device, my laptop. So I sent the email, I logged off of the computer, I closed it, put my room key next to it, I turned off, went to the door, turned off the lights, and I left and that was the end of my time at the school and as a teacher. I texted my team to tell them and let them know what I had done and that I was done and they were very so supportive I told a couple of the other teachers there that I was not returning they were all understanding and supportive they got it they were they they were so nice about it I didn't get an email back from admin until Sunday night and it was like very formal what they said it was the principal who emailed me back and she basically just said thank you for letting us know of your intention Thank you for letting us know where your key and your laptop are. She told me that she forwarded my intent to the director of staffing and that I basically need to log into the human resources site to complete the resignation process. And then she just said, if you have any questions, contact this person. And that was it. So it wasn't very like, I mean, I guess she has to be formal, but I don't know. It, it was not personal at all, which I, I guess I don't know what I was expecting, but I guess I expected more of, like, I'm sorry that this happened and whatever. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe they weren't sorry. Who, who knows? So after I left, I spoke to my teammates a few more times. Um, eventually, I was taken off of their group text thread, which is fine because, I mean, it was all about school anyway, so it wasn't like I was offended by that. I hadn't really gotten that close with them. Um, but another teacher who worked there still told me that during their Monday meeting, that they announced that a teacher would not be returning and that they have a wonderful substitute covering the class and that they're looking to hire a december graduate to officially fill my spot a lot of the people that i told were on my side about the behavior issues there so the fact that i was being talked about negatively in the coming month was kind of annoying but it's okay Um, i'll get into that in a little bit but basically what happened is that i went to the local news Um, They were running a segment about social emotional learning in the classrooms and how it was poorly affecting the other students in the school. Um, And so I kind of jokingly said to my mom, I'm going to go to the news. And she was like, you should. So I did. And I got a call back. And I talked with an investigator from Project Baltimore, which they cover issues in Baltimore. I told him about my experience at the school, and he wanted to interview me, so I agreed. At first I was like, "Oh no," but then I was like, I don't wanna teach again, so I don't care, like, I'm gonna say what I wanna say. So we set up a meeting for him to come to my house, and he came with his videographer, and all of the lights and all that stuff were set up, and so we did the interview, and it was like three weeks before it aired, Um, But the day before my story aired, the school got wind of the story and called uh, like an impromptu meeting with the staff to warn them about it. And after the meeting, apparently I found out one of the teammates that I worked with, one of my teammates, emailed the reporter (laughs) that same day saying how great the school is, which is hilarious because uh, I have text messages from her in the group chat like talking poorly about the school but she wants to say that the school is wonderful and all the stuff that she was not saying in my group text messages um so I was just like what the hell dude like you were complaining about this school and now you're being a brown noser and you're going to the news reporter to say that this is a great school sorry but um it's already going to air so whatever you have to say like you're you just look stupid anyway so The story airs. I go to my mom's house to watch it with her. And, um, like I was really nervous about it airing, but I'm, I'm glad that I did it. But anyway, here is audio of the story because I just wanted to share with you what I said and just, I just want to share the story with you. So I'm gonna, here it is. A Baltimore
1: County teacher quits saying her elementary school was complete chaos and as project baltimore's chris paps
0: explains even a nine-year-old student knew what was happening in the school wasn't right
1: this letter says it all and when a student at pleasant plains elementary wrote this note to her teacher it was the confirmation she needed to come forward and speak with project baltimore this is a letter one of your students wrote to you yes read this letter for me okay
0: says dear mr robusto i am so so upset that every single day you have to deal with this every day i think i know today mr robusto will be mistreated again i barely see smiles in this room it's just problems whenever this happens my lid pops out i feel like an animal in a cage filled with disrespect i just want you to be happy with what you are doing your student
1: how old is that student 9 and wrote you that letter Mm -hmm. a nine-year-old understood the chaos in the classroom yes for ten years Stephanie Robusto has dedicated herself to teaching it's the only profession she's ever known a profession a few weeks ago she walked away from
0: I don't want to go back and it's almost like losing a part of yourself but at the same time a huge weight was lifted
1: In September, Robusto started a new job at Pleasant Plains Elementary in Towson. It was closer to home and to where her daughter goes to school.
0: I was so excited.
1: That excitement quickly faded.
0: The behavior problems at the school were intense. Kids doing whatever they wanted, the kids kids kind of ran the school. Fire alarms just being pulled at least twice a week. I was physically assaulted. I was called names and this is stuff that happened on a daily basis. Super chaotic.
1: Robusto says dealing with behavior problems left her with little time to actually teach. Pleasant Plains fifth grade English test scores are less than half the state average. Fifth grade math is a little better than half the state average. And with 26 reported acts of violence last year, Pleasant Plains had the seventh most out of the county's 112 elementary schools.
0: It was babysitting, it was playing whack-a-mole all day. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it.
1: Robusto says when Pleasant Plains was having problems with students leaving the school, teachers were given this list of strategies to keep them in class, like dimming the lights, making sure the students have comfortable clothing, and this.
0: One of the suggestions was to help them calm down and not leave the classroom was to have lavender scent in your classroom.
1: Did you try that? No. Why?
0: Because that's not my job. My job isn't to run a spa my job is to teach.
1: Project Baltimore often hears from teachers from schools across our region with similar concerns. We've interviewed several, most all of them requesting anonymity for fear of losing their jobs or retaliation. But now that she's done and not going back, Robusto says someone needs to come forward with what's really happening inside of our schools.
0: I know so many teachers who are who have these issues, um, who feel the same way that I do, and the thought of them coming forward, they, they won't. I still have that passion, but teaching is not teaching anymore.
1: We reached out to county schools about this teacher's allegations and we received this statement. Pleasant Plains is a welcoming school with a strong administration and outstanding teachers who care deeply about students and the community. Additionally, BCPS offers many supports to staff for any difficulties they are facing. Any accusations to the contrary simply do not reflect the positive climate that we know exists at Pleasant Plains.
0: So anyway, I definitely agree that the staff at the school, they they are great. I don't have anything terrible to say about them. Um, They work hard. They do their job. They do what they need to do. They're there for the kids. But the fact that the county was kind of covering this up, I mean, I guess I knew that that's what they would do, but I don't know. It just goes to show that they don't really listen to what teachers are saying. Um, But after this interview... With the news station, the feedback that I received was incredible. I had so many comments and messages from teachers, not even in this state, just that had hurt because it got shared so many times. Um, the the Fox 45 post and article kind of went viral. Um, I got messages from teachers saying thank you for coming forward and speaking the truth about what we're all going through. Um just lots and lots of positive feedback. I mean, I think there, there were definitely some people who were kind of questioning, you know, is this person a good teacher? Maybe she didn't know what she was getting herself into, and she had no idea how to manage a classroom, which I've already kind of talked about before. Like, that's not true, but people are going to think what they want, and that's fine. Um, I think, like, what was funny about all of this is the way that the school responded to this and the county, like I said, um, the teachers who before were so against what was happening at the school, they turned against me. Um, they were posting passive aggressive things on social media. And then several days later, it was five days after the news report came out, the assistant principal posted a Twitter thread all about the school's truth. Um, it was like all this data, that was talking about the Pleasant Plains truth and I don't know it was kind of like a comeback to like defend the school but it was just I don't know it was it was because of like they were just trying to defend themselves which like I said I knew they were going to do that Um, but the one funny thing that kind of stuck out to me was that the PTA of the school they had a post the night of the interview airing and um i actually went to go check and they have taken it down since then i guess it was up for a few weeks but it's not there anymore but luckily i took a screenshot of it so this is what they wrote um it's kind of long but it says this evening fox 45 aired a report detailing allegations that a former pleasant plains elementary teacher was verbally and physically assaulted by students and did not feel supported by the school's administration While we do not seek to disparage the viewpoint of the former teacher, the executive board of the Pleasant Plains Parent Teacher Association finds it difficult to reconcile this account with the exceptional work that our teachers and administrators are doing to educate our students. We fully support their efforts and know that they work tirelessly to support all of our students, which, yes, I agree with. The teachers work tirelessly to support all of the students. An enrollment of over 700 students in a school designed for 545 students is likely to result in some challenges, but it does not mean that our school is in chaos. We know that our teachers and administrators seek out strategies to effectively deal with behavioral problems in the classroom. These approaches have been shared with our community on multiple occasions and your support of the PTA allowed us to purchase resources for this initiative. We know the strength of our school's team and the support they show for each other to make any challenge. I'm sorry, to meet any challenge. We also know that the school's administration engages in frequent communication with BCPS leadership. We were encouraged that the school staff system provided additional teachers and support staff this school year, and that blah, 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 some people's names respond, blah, blah, blah. Most people. Or sorry, most importantly, no teacher or parent has alerted us to a problem on par with what was described in the news story. As we reflect on this news report, we are reminded of the of the think motto used in many of our schools, classrooms and elsewhere. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it important? Is it necessary? Is it kind? We were disappointed that the report did not highlight the hard work of our teachers, that some of them choose to live in our own or that some of them choose to live in our own community we were disappointed that the report did not emphasize how additional educational funding will address long-standing issues in the central area of Baltimore County or provide any other constructive analysis. First of all, I wasn't like criticizing teachers or people who lived in the community, but okay. Based on recent reporting, Fox 45 actually appears to oppose increased educational funding. Instead, the report only sought to induce outrage as a result of this report tuesday may be a difficult and confusing day for our students and our teachers and the community some of our students may hear of the report but not fully understand it which may require that staff members use educational time to explain and respond to questions in anticipation of the report and as a sign of our support members of the pta executive committee provided breakfast for teachers and staff this morning okay so this was posted. The day after, I guess. Sorry. Oh, that's because I guess they knew that it was coming. So they gave them breakfast that morning. And then the next day... Okay, never mind. That makes sense. We encourage you to join us in supporting our school community in your own way. Blah, 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 blah. So, I don't know. It was just kind of like, do you not realize that teachers aren't going to come forward because they're afraid to? It's not just me. I mean, I have so many teachers who... (laughs) were saying the same things that I was saying but I get it like you don't want to come forward because your job's in jeopardy so I don't know I don't regret going to the news about it but yeah I, I honestly don't regret doing what I did I don't regret leaving how I did. I don't regret exposing the school and the county and you know if people don't want to talk to me anymore because of that then like that's fine but you were also saying the same things that I said in the interview so, Um, no one should go through the things that the school put me and other teachers through. And I just really, this week, I just really wanted to share my breaking point story. And I hope that I can somehow help others know that their feelings are valid and that you aren't alone. And if you want to leave the classroom, like there's other teachers out there who are in the same boat as you, um, my goal really with this which I've said before is to just help teachers in any way that I can. And I wanted to shed a light on what is currently happening in some of our schools, which is why I put it all out there. Anyway, I'm going to wrap up this episode for now. I'm, I'm not going to promise that I'm coming back next Friday, but I'm going to really try hard to be more, to be making episodes more consistently just because. Um, Sometimes life gets in the way and everything like that and with my new business thing that I'm trying to do I have been very busy so but I am going to continue putting out episodes so keep checking back. Hopefully you can subscribe and it'll show you when a new episode comes out. Um so I hope you all have a great week and I will see you. Also just to put it out there if you have any stories you would like to share, you can message me, um, at bad teacher podcast on Instagram. I love hearing from everyone and getting your stories and they'll always be anonymous. So I hope you guys have a really good week and I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for coming to hang out with me again today. Bye.